All right, listen up all. We all know about YA novels. YA stands for young adult. It is actually one of the largest and fastest growing genres in the literary world. Nearly 31 million books were sold in the YA category uh, 2022. And that is increased over almost 48% since 2018. This is like the booming literary category that you want to be in if you're an author, for sure. But, you know, like we, Jackie and me here, we're well past that age. I think some, if not most, of our readers are also past that age. Not saying you can't enjoy a YA novel. I have, and I believe I still can. It's just not my personality. We... (laughs) We're going to get back into our our comfort genre of the sort of paranormal that we've already talked about, you know, the vamps and the witches, but we're going to do it with not a Y, but an N.A., a new adult twist, and we're going to throw that down with some urban fantasy. Sound good? Fantastic. We have all that in Katie Wismer's The Marionettes, because hashtag witches before bitches. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome back, everyone. This is the DNF Happy Hour. If you're a listener to read, watch, or DNF, you'll recognize us, Mel B and Jackie D, your hosts. Last week, we talked about uh, reverse feminism, uh, excuse me, uh, Omegaverse, we mean, which is uh, Baby and the Late Night Howlers. Super fucking cute. I'm not even gonna lie. And like, very, very beginner Omegaverse. But this week, It's all about some more vampires, but you know what the witch is too. And we're going to walk the streets of urban fantasy after curfew because we're adults now Mm -hmm. in a new adult romance. Anyways, just a warning. We record these after our main show. So we are a bit slosh, not sloppy. And we are hashtag sorry, not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouths. Let me set the scene for you. I am starting to get the hang of book talk at this time. My algorithm was finally making sense. My FYP or for you page is finally relevant. And I'm discovering tons of new reads that I'm actually liking. Then one day, Katie Wismer, she pops up on my FYP. She has this book that she's selling. I didn't even know if she was the author. She was just like, talking about this book giving basically a little summary of it and I was like this book sounds amazing and I go to her profile and I realize that she is the author this is her book she has a link for it on Amazon to pre-order it or from her website it's a very small account at this time like there's I think she had like a hundred and something followers when I first found her Mm -hmm. Um, and then I discovered she's written other stuff before this I thought this was her debut novel it was not um, but I was like, you know what? I'm down. I'm going to buy it. Because she said it was like vampires, witches, a little bit of romance, just dark-ish, not super dark, and new adult. Now, it was the new adult that caught me because this was when I was really peaking in my new adult era. Because uh, I was coasting on that 
you know, that Sarah J. Moss high and that's new adults. So I was like, this is where I think I belong. And we've now learned that it goes well beyond the new adult. I was just cresting. <laughs> really, that's what I was doing then. So I was like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. And I pre-ordered that shit on Amazon. I think I got it a few weeks later. I believe it, the release date was not that far off. Got it in the mail. I finished it that day and immediately demanded the sequel because that ending, WTF. WTF. I know I recommend this to Jackie, but it wasn't like, read it right now because I, cause it wasn't on Kindle Unlimited yet or anything like that. But I know I was like, Jackie! But what were you reading at the time? I honestly can't remember. And I know that I was a little late coming into this. um, But speaking about the the young adult versus new adult stuff, the Sarah J. Moss, remember when Mm -hmm. we went to Barnes and Noble that one time when we saw Akatar Mm -hmm. was on the young adult shelves? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, even the um, Court of Silver and whatever, the the last one she put out, which is like basically fairy porn. Yeah. That's over in the young adult. Yeah. We're like, no. But that's no. apparently why she came out with the new covers because it's being rebranded as uh, not young adult, like just straight yeah. adult fantasy. Well, it's new adult. But yeah, um, it took me a while to read it. But when I did, I was very, very thankful for the recommendation. Because I believe you read it when the second book was already out because yeah. you went right into the second book. Yep. Um, and there is a third book out now that we that came out earlier or late, um, not too long ago. We read that when it came out, so we're all caught up. This is what we're going to learn about on this episode. We're going to learn about that urban fantasy and that NA. We're going to talk about what these really are. Urban fantasy is a subgenre of fantasy in which the narrative uses supernatural elements in a 19th century to 21st century or equivalent urban society it usually takes place in the present day or the equivalent of the present day that means like if we're talking other worlds and stuff but it's now just you gotta think outside the box common themes include coexistence or conflict between humans and other beings so your your vampires versus humans or this is witches and vampires and humans are also there it's not necessarily a conflict this is more of a coexistence and tension in this book uh, and the changes uh, such characters and events bring to local life are the, the mainspring. So we have this in this book because we have the compound where like the uh, vampire queen lives and there's witches that serve her. And then the witches and vampires and other supernatural beings go to this school. Uh, but the humans are all around. The humans work for them. But then there's sort of attacks that start happening and we get this like, not necessarily uprising, but more like upheaval, where there's the tensions become more palpable mm-hmm. <laughs> between the humans and the other beings. So we have that. Here's the thing, though. Many authors, publishers, and readers actually distinguish them from works of paranormal romance. So if we're talking about Twilight, that is a paranormal romance-ish, <laughs> not an urban fantasy. Interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like very, very subtle differences there but that's paranormal romance this is urban fantasy uh but but they do will have like similar characters settings but focus like on the romantic relationship instead of like the magic system or something where this is it has like a romance feel to it but there's other stuff that's more important that's happening 
and it doesn't revolve around how the characters necessarily feel or are attracted about it. So that's why now you have that line where this is urban fantasy, not necessarily paranormal romance. Very interesting. We're learning things. Then new adult. New adult is this bridge between that young adult and the adult genres and literature. So it typically features protagonists between the ages of 18 to 25 with the cap at 30. Because once they pass that 30, we are absolutely adults, Jackie. <laughs> are we? We Apparently, according to literature, we are adults. These genres tends to focus on issues prevalent in the young adult genre, as well as focusing on issues experienced by individuals between the area of childhood and adulthood, such as leaving home for university and getting a job, blah, 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 blah. New adult is typically considered a subcategory of adult literature rather than young adult literature, which makes sense because it's older than young adult because young adult is like that 15 to 18, maybe 17 age group, right? But some popular new adult titles include The Magicians by Lev Grossman, A Court of Thorns and Roses or Akatar by Miss Sarah J. Maas, Beautiful Disaster by Jamie McGuire, and Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. So these, these are the like epitome of new adults. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, it's just it's like the same shit in the new adult books, but just with like older characters. Yeah. And more nakedness. More a little bit more nakedness. Yeah, a little bit more. But then I think you're also dealing with slightly older characters, but they're also going to react to these situations a, a bit differently yeah. than like a 15 year old would. So you get that. So it's a bit more relatable. Now let's talk about what this story is. So it is available on Kindle Unlimited now, which is very nice. Um, I'm actually happy I have the physical books for this, but it would have been nice because I would have got it quicker <laughs> if it was on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> but this is what the back of the book or the synopsis is. A betrayal, a deadly secret, an unlikely ally. Valerie Darkmore's entire life has been building up to this moment. Her initiation into the marionettes, the the prestigious League of Witches sworn to serve the vampires. As one of the last remaining blood witches, her spot is almost guaranteed. At least, so she thought. The Academy is full of sabotage and secrets as the tasks begin, and Valerie quickly realizes she has more than her spot on the line. Her survival seems just as uncertain. The closer she gets to the final trial, the more she learns everything, and everyone. Around her isn't quite what it seems. Yay. <laughs> Reviews, our favorite part. I am going to be totally transparent. I rated every single one of these books five stars and told anyone that didn't rate it five stars and go fuck themselves. <laughs> but we are fair and equal and whatever balanced here. So we're yeah. going to give you across the board reviews, even the Garbage. ridiculous ones. The garbage. Now, first note of garbage here. 3.99 out of 5? No. Unacceptable. <laughs> the fact that this is under a 4, even by that one, that 0.01%, I don't like it. Yeah. Fix it. I'm going to create another account to go in there and give it another 5 stars. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bump it. <laughs> and here's the second note of shit. It only has 1.5 thousand ratings. That's too low. Yeah. We need to promote this book more. This book needs more readers. And then 295 of those fuckers reviewed it. Jackie and me being two of those. 
Or did you review or did you just rate? I didn't do either. I don't think I need to. I'll, I'll go on there and I'll, I'll, I'll rate it at least. Maybe it'll bump it up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jackie is the problem. Five stars is at 31%. Four stars being the uh, highest concentration is at 42%. And then three to one stars combined is about a quarter of the ratings. So five out of five. WTF was that ending. I don't know how to feel about anything anymore. The book was so good. I cannot wait to read Wicked Souls. Nice. Mm -hmm. Appropriate review. Absolutely. My five star review is actually a second read. They had reviewed it initially five stars, gave their review and came back and did it again. And it says edit. Second read. Finished September 9th, uh, 2021. Never have I ever wanted to reread a book just after finishing it. Finished it three weeks ago and have not been able to stop thinking about it. Loved it just as much as the first time. And with the reread, I got even more out of it. Literally cannot wait for the second book. Ah. (laughs) Okay, uh, four out of five. If you wanted to turn your brain off and enjoy some fast-paced paranormal shit, not derogatory in the slightest, oh boy, do I have news for you. That's it. (laughs) It's like, go go on, continue, please. I Okay, okay, fair enough. I'm going to give you a three-star rating right down the middle. It says, super short, fast-paced, and good. Good is in all caps. If you're ever feeling nostalgic for a Vampire Academy-type book, pick this up and read. There is nothing extremely exciting slash shocking that happened, but I am super interested in how the rest of the story is going to play out. In parentheses, and of course, you can't go wrong with a dark-haired vampire named Reed. Mm-hmm. End parentheses. Yeah. That's absolutely adequate. Okay. One out of five. (laughs) Giving this one star just for the cheap ass cliffhanger ending. Ha ha ha. Fuck you. (laughs) Really? They're that angry? Yeah. One star? Yeah. They they closed that book and threw it. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. All right. I have one last one star. There are times when you read a book and you think about it for a week because you either enjoyed it or hated it. It at least makes you have some sort of emotion. This book, I have absolutely no idea what it was about. I cannot remember anything that happened, and I was a bit bored while reading it as well. It's okay. It didn't touch you. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. This is where we flip the script. We do a 180 from our normal show where we break down the adaptations and the books. We are going to now attempt to adapt this book. First, favorite character and who would we cast? I'll go first. Connor. Connor is Valerie's like boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend. It's the complicated. It's like a very childish relationship. It's complicated. All right. It's got it's got layers. But I'm going to say um, I don't. Is Ansel Ergot? Ansel Ergot? I thought it was Eggert. Eggert? I don't know. Okay. Just we never know. Yeah. We never know. Okay. I'm going to tell you what he was in, and you're going to know who I'm talking about. It's the main guy from Baby Driver. Yep. Fault in Our Stars. Main guy, West Side Story. So he has, like, this baby face, but it's masculine. I don't even know how to describe it. It, it's, It's adorable. I wouldn't say he's sexy, but then he has the other features where he's tall, and he's not stacked. He's not ripped, but he has a nice build. And he 
seems like he could play that sort of unassuming nice boy, but also he could probably be a fuck boy. Like he walks that line, straddles it. And I feel like for Connor, you need that because you need someone that's going to be able to flip a switch, right? He was he was also in the uh, Divergent movies. He played her brother. Yeah. 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 He plays kind of a dick in that. But mm-hmm. yeah. But that's what I think you need for Connor. It's yeah. like he's super sweet. You have to have a reason to find him lovable and adorable. But at the same time, you have to be like, no, fuck him. Mm-hmm. That's what Connor requires. Yeah. So that's what I got. I'm going to go with Valerie, who is the main female character. And I'm going to say Jenna Coleman, who played Queen Victoria in Victoria. It was a BBC series. I think Mel's going to look her up now. Yeah, look it up. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, um, dude, she's my age. How are we the same age? That's not fair. I don't know, but she looks very young. She looks super young. We are the same. No, bitch. No, you can't. we cannot be the same age. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> she is. She plays Johanna Constantina in The Sandman. Captain America. She was in. Okay. All right. Okay. I think this is a perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For once, okay. Victoria. I win. Yeah. Oh, me before you. That was also what she was in. Yep. Okay. Good. Good stuff. Both of our actors have signed on. How is this getting adapted? Who's picking it up? You go first, Ed. I don't know who's picking it up, but a series, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I'm also going to say series, but like the limited series, because there is a lot that's going on that I want them to capture, but it also doesn't need to be any more than like eight episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm talking about series in modern times where we used to have the network television series for 22, 24 episodes, whatever, each season. Oh, yeah, no. This is definitely like eight to ten episodes per season. Yeah. Yeah. I actually even think that they might be able to do it justice in six. Yeah. 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 But like the continuation where we'd have the next book be its own limited series, too. I think this warrants an Apple TV production because mm-hmm. I think it's it's serious enough where you need a better production value. I just don't want like a fucking CW production oh, no. value because that makes me cringe and clench uncontrollably. They would ruin it. I want to. Yeah, they really would ruin it. Um, my first pick would be Apple TV. I just I really like what they've done with some of their stuff, but I would not hate it if like HBO picked it up but i would be hesitant if i saw netflix or hulu dipping their toes in i would be hesitant if i saw like stars or something like that pick it up because how true that yeah i saw i don't know uh shit what was it called um sweet bitter it was on stars Mm -hmm. i think i read the book and i watched the show no Mm. no that's fair that's fair all right so we have our actors Apple's cut them a check. We're ready to go. They're like six episodes we're doing this in. What needs to be in those six episodes to make us watch it? I am going to say there's a scene or like a series of scenes in the beginning of the book where Valerie is leaving the school. She's been summoned to go back to the house for a party. She needs to be there. So she has to like hop on a train to get there because there's some issues with her powers and she can't portal herself 
per se. Like she can, one of her abilities or like the witches in general, they can um, hop. I don't know. Like, how do you call that? When you like jump through the space time. It, it, would, it would be a portal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like portal. She can't do it, so she has to like. It's up in it's it's like in New York, right? It takes place like in the New York ish area. Um, so she has to hop on a train early in the morning to take it down there, and it's just again we have that coexistence in the urban fantasy. So there's humans on the train, and they see her, they see her in her school uniform, they know what she is, and she's just like this grungy little teenage thing <laughs> that's got an attitude, and she's. You know, giving them bad looks, looking out the window. Um, I just think that sets the whole tone for the series to understand like what type of um, what type of show this is going to be. So yeah, that's that's the scene I want in there. Okay, so we go from beginning to now end. I say yeah. the final trial has to be in there because it it definitely sets the scene for the rest of whatever series that follow. And yeah, it's a bitch of a cliffhanger. If we don't have that like Breaking Dawn part one ending, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw something. <laughs> that's that's what we need. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Like literally, just that scene. Yeah, nothing else from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Apple's like got it, booze. We got beginning and end. We'll take care of the middle. We got your two actors. They're ready to go. Are we going to watch it, Jackie? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, okay. I know I know what you're going with. I'm not going to go that far, but I'm definitely going to clear my schedule for the, the airings because Apple TV likes to do one episode a week. So mm-hmm. every Friday when it comes out, maybe it'll come out uh, the same day as Ted Lasso. So I'll, I'll watch, watch one back after back. the other. Yep. Yes. Convenient. Mm-hmm. So what Jackie says she's not going to do is, because I'm like, absolutely, I'm going to fucking watch it. And I will even go as far as to find out how I can participate, like, in the beta test audience watching. Because I've actually done that before. When I lived in New York, Mm -hmm. they did a lot of, like, pre-screenings there. um, And you have to answer questions after it. Definitely looking in that. The minute I see it's in, like, post-production, I'm I'm there. I'm like, where do I need to be? And if I can't do that, or on top of that, I might just show up and be an unpaid extra. Yeah. Just see it happen in real time. Just be in the train. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'd be like the person just sitting like in the front, like basically all you can see is my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's me, goddammit. <laughs> I'll wear something Disney so you can know it's me. <laughs> Actually, they're going to be like, they are be like, ma'am, you can't, you can't do that. I'm like, shut up, Apple. You and Disney are on the same side. Don't you have some kind of like Pixar? It came from you and it's with Disney now. So yeah. All right, let's recap what we've learned then. Um, We have our urban fantasy. So that is your fantasy subgenre with that like supernatural element set in a modern ish urban area where we're coexisting with humans or, you know, basically it would be like underworld and Harry Potter had a baby. Hmm. That gives you your urban fantasy right there. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, right? Because it's like Underworld is the paranormal. Harry Potter is the fantasy. You throw those two together in New York. Mm-hmm. And you got... Even in, even in London, it would work like in London too. Yeah. New adult NA. That is that bridge between the YA and the NA. So that Or that adult. The YA and the adult. Uh, so you got your 
younger age group, teenagers, and then your 30 and above adults. This is your like 18 to 30 year olds. I would also call this like the books you read when you're transitioning from staying out till dawn era to the getting ready for bed at 6.30 p.m. Mm. era. <laughs> you, These are the books you're reading during that time. Yep. Yeah, where you're like, I, you will stay up to read till 2 a.m., but if somebody asks you to go out and it's after 8 p.m., you're like, you can go fuck yourself. No, you're... This is the time. You're, you. you're in bed, <laughs> no bra on, yeah. reading. Yeah, like... You're like, fuck are you talking about? Even if they try to make plans, so like, hey, we're going to go meet here on, you know, three days from now, and it's going to be at nine. I'm like, already no. Mm-hmm. I have like a laundry list of pre-designated excuses. Yeah. I'm coming up. If I feel the need to like not hurt somebody's feelings, but Jackie knows this, I'm not an excuse type person. I will just flat out tell you no. No. I'm like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I mean, even between... You, you don't want to? Like, <laughs> even between the two yeah. of us. <laughs> Jackie and I don't lie to each other. We're like, hey, do you want to do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, no. No. Uh-uh. That requires about putting this? a no. bra Okay, cool. On, yeah. Taking like, a Do you want to leave the house? No. No, I don't. I'll be like, all right, cool. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Thanks for convincing me. <laughs> Ink Master? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to sit on the couch for 12 hours and watch nonstop Ink Master and also probably be reading on our Kindles? Yes, I do. Yes. All right, so there we go. Marionettes, urban fantasy, new adult, vampires, witches, hashtag witches before bitches. Now next week, we're moving into March. March, we are turning that March madness into monster madness. We're still waiting on our to finalize our list. We're going to come up with the craziest monsters, tropes. Some of them probably have weird sexual appendages and genitalia we're gonna we're gonna dive in there we're gonna let you know if it's worth it or not because there's some stuff on twitter we were talking about where people are just afraid like they're they're curious but they're afraid and they don't know where to start so we have some followers that are like really into the monster stuff and they've given me access to their goodreads like personal list that they've created and it's fucking wild okay i'm talking like how the stegosaurus got its groove back oh jesus Yes. Will we read that one? Who knows? We might. But it will definitely every read we do in March will be about monsters. So, and it, I did say that they're all going to be on Kindle Unlimited as well. So they, if you have a Kindle Unlimited account, you are going to read these books. But until then, you know, stay smutty. Bye. Bye.